Yo, what's up, gang? Happy Friday, and welcome to another episode of The Local Podcast. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Jordan Hauser Digital. That's my video company here in Greensburg, Pennsylvania. If you are a business and you're interested in making video a part of your marketing strategy here in 2020, get a hold of me at jordanhauserdigital.com. Or if you'd like to do a radio ad for your business right here on this very podcast, you can do so. I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of people that listen to this show. If you want to spread the word about your business, you can do it right here on the local podcast. Just get a hold of me at thelocal724.com. Today in studio, we have Sharon and Dan of the 12th Octave, located right down there on Pennsylvania Avenue in Greensburg. If you're not familiar with what the 12th Octave is, it's a music and art studio. They have a bunch of instructors down there that will help foster your creativity through whatever means necessary, whether it's learning to play an instrument or picking up a paintbrush. I hope you guys really enjoy this one. It's very interesting, and I'm really happy that we have a place like the 12th Octave here in our community. Let's do this thing. Welcome to the local 724 podcast in three, two, one. Today in studio, we have Sharon and Dan from the 12th Octave. How are you guys doing? Doing awesome. Great. How are you? Doing really good. I'm glad you guys got to make it down to the studio. It's pretty cold out there today. It's, it's a little chilly today. Right? So could you guys explain to us, everybody here, what, uh, what the 12th Octave is all about? Yeah. So ultimately, the 12th Octave is about develop, developing people. Um, to reach their full potential. And so we do that through creative artistry with music lessons, with paint classes, with creative writing workshops, music theory workshops, really anything to do with creativity and developing people. So we have students who are regular piano, guitar, drum students, and then we have students who are one-time workshop students. So kind of we run the gamut of developing people. That's awesome. So how did this all get started? How did it all get started? So, uh, well, I'm a, I'm a lifetime musician. I started playing the piano when I was four years old. Um, but I didn't go into music because the term starving artist really scared me. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, I became an engineer. That's a real thing. It is a real thing. Um, so I became an engineer because that would feed my family. Uh, and I met Dan uh, through a company that we worked mutually for. Uh, but I continued to teach piano lessons in the evenings at my home. And I've done that for years and years now. And probably a dozen or so years ago, I got this idea to have a music studio and uh, have a place where people could, could not only learn to play music, but um, actually perform music. And so I started looking for studio space or a building that we could rent to you know, perform. And uh, I was talking with Dan about a year or so ago, and we, we were looking all over western pennsylvania and we stumbled upon a building in greensburg and fell in love with it that's pretty awesome so you're right down there on pennsylvania avenue we are that's a hot spot to be it is an awesome spot to be we are so excited to be there yeah it's really cool how many people do you have that that are working there we have uh eight instructors plus myself uh i teach piano there uh, but we, uh, eight instructors and a paint instructors, eight musicians, eight musical instructors, I'm sorry, and uh, one paint instructor right now and looking to add some more. It's really awesome. I think it's really neat whenever I was, you know, doing my, uh, my research on you guys, I thought it was really neat that you guys were doing music and art. I think that's like such a cool thing because those two things 
in my opinion, are, are super important for like development when it comes to like kids or even like young adults who are, you know, kind of trying to find themselves and things like that. So it's interesting that you say that because for me, music was cathartic, right? I lost my dad to cancer when I was really, really young and I poured myself into my music. And for me, that was a way of helping me find myself, right? And art does a similar thing, right? It's very cathartic and people who paint just lose themselves in their art. And so that's kind of one of the things that we use to help develop people, right? Yeah. Um, The discipline that's required for learning an instrument or learning a skill um, is incredible, right? So as we, you know, we call it life lessons through the arts, uh, we're teaching those life lessons as we're teaching students to take a very complex piece of music and work on it little bits at a time and just really master little things. So we're teaching them to bake big problems down into little problems yeah. that are more manageable. So it really is life lessons through the arts. For sure. I mean, it's just like, you know, attaining small goals to, to get exactly. to, your bigger, to your bigger goal. I think it's, uh, it's pretty awesome. So you were a lifetime musician. Dan, how about uh, you? Same thing. I, I took lessons uh, when I was, guitar lessons when I was younger. And I really didn't get it. I mean, I, I could play the guitar very well, but it wasn't until I got in seventh, eighth grade and um, met up and formed a garage band. And uh, literally played in a band up and through my second year in college. Um, you know, anywhere from three to five nights a week, I was sort of a lounge lizard back, back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> then I had to go out and finish school and got my engineering degree and sort of set that all aside for, for a good 15, 20 years. I, I really didn't play that much until I got called back. Uh, my church opened up a, uh, uh, a worship team, which I didn't, you know, they told me, hey, we're, we're going to have a church service. We're going to have drums. We want you to play bass, and we're going to have electric guitar. And I, and I sort of looked at them, and I went, yeah, really? <laughs> well, within about three months, we were probably the most popular service they had in uh, playing worship music. It's really been a, a key part of my life uh, uh, now moving forward. Uh, still an engineering engineering manager, but... Uh, I'm looking down the road for towards retirement. You know what? What can I do? And the dream of uh, owning a uh, a music studio was was really Sharon's. And uh, you know, we became friends through work, and you know, we we did work on some projects together. And then there would be years I wouldn't see her, and finally got back with her, and she said she's looking in Murraysville for uh, for a place to open up uh, her music shop. And I said, Why don't you go into Greensburg? And uh, she had an appointment, and she said, hey, why don't you come with me? I'm going to be looking at a couple places. And um, we looked at one place that needed probably a quarter million dollars worth of renovations. And Yikes. It was, like, <laughs> it was a little out of my league. Yeah. We can't, can't quite do that. And we came into um, a 217 uh, South Pennsylvania Avenue and into that building, and I fell in love with it. I walked into that building, and I said, wow. I said, literally, I said, Wow. And this, I said, this is this all is set. It. This is all set up for yeah. for. There were offices. It was Delisi's old tax building, and um, well maintained building. And uh, I looked at the price of the building, and I looked at, and I said, "Wow, this is cheaper than my condo I just bought." And uh, I looked at the building, and it's like I can't believe we can buy a building in downtown Greensburg for this price, and it's in such great shape. It's in the culture, the historic district 
district. Yeah. And it's all set up for, for music. So I turned to her and I said, hey, if you're interested, I said, I'll go into a partnership with you and we can get this thing running. So that's that's how I became involved. And Sharon does most of the, she does most of the teaching and uh, running around. I'm more of like a silent partner <laughs> behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, I do a lot of, I really don't do any teaching. Uh, I let that up to the younger guys. So I do play uh, guitar and I will on occasion teach bass lessons. Um, but she's more of the front person, but. You'll see me there. I'll get on in the evening. He's a I'm, greeter. I'm a greeter. Yeah. I'm the hostess. <laughs> that's all right. Every, everybody needs one. Yes. Yes. That's right. Yeah, it's working out well. Yeah, that's really neat. So do you guys, I mean, you have, do you have an age range of people that are coming down, like young kids? So that's awesome that you asked that. We run the gamut. So we do have young kids. We have uh, some kindergartners, probably the youngest, maybe four or five years old, um, up through retired people. Oh, wow. So we really run the gamut. Holy cow. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I think it's really neat, like, to get to know some people that might be in retirement or something and looking for something to just keep their mind sharp. And, you know, are there some uh, retired folks that maybe are just learning or are they? Yeah, really? absolutely. Yeah. Wow. So so same thing. We run the gamut. We have a couple uh, guitar students who have played, you know, a little bit throughout their life and they just well, they want to get better. Um, so they're looking to lessons now, but I have a couple piano students who started as retirees. Wow. Um, and they're literally just learning how to play. That is, that's super interesting. It I is. think it's really cool. And like the little kids, like, I mean, so you guys have a, a bunch of people that, you know, kind of work there and do the lessons and stuff. Yeah. What, um, what do you think is the most popular instrument that you guys, that you teach down there right now? Well, Right now, piano is very, very popular, um, not just because I teach it, but just because it is. Um, and they guitar. want to come see the rock star. They do, right, <laughs> right, right, that's it. Um, but guitar is very popular, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we have a lot of inquiries on guitar and, and piano right now. But we run the gamut. We'll, we'll teach. We have flute lessons, clarinet, saxophone, trumpet, voice, voice. ukulele, too. We, ukulele, wow. that's a big thing. Um, yeah. I, I forget the girl's name that uh, kind of blew up the ukulele thing on uh, America's Got Talent or whatever. Grace Vanderwald or whatever. She, uh, I started seeing a lot more ukulele since she was on that show. <laughs> for well, sure. I'll tell you, it's, it's definitely a thing. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's pretty awesome. I really think that, uh, you know, what you guys are, are bringing to Greensburg and, and adding down there to Pennsylvania Avenue, I think it's, I think it's so cool. Um, and just like, I mean, the historic district and, and things like that. I mean, it's, it's, you guys fit right in down there. Oh, it's awesome. We're it's like so right cool. down the road from the Palace Theater. Yeah. And uh, Seton Hills Seton right Hills there. Seton Hills right there. You know, it's, you got uh, all kinds of things going on. It's a great location. Um, we got the parking lot across the street, and we actually do have parking behind our building, too. So, uh, you know, our students can park there if it's during the time when the meteor ladies running around. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it is a great location, and it's really good to see uh, what's happening in Greensburg in regards to the changes and the innovations, and, and, and we're just really glad to be a part of it. Yeah. So was that kind of part of your main decision whenever you started looking in Greensburg? Was this resurgence that is taking place, and, and you wanted to kind of well, Absolutely. It's definitely a, a factor, right? Because as, you know, as, as we invested in the building, we, mm. we want to see that investment take off. 
Um, but uh, yeah, no, we're just very excited to see the changes taking place in Greensburg and, and we know it's just going to continue to grow. Yeah, I think, you know, there's probably a lot of um, opportunity, I think, for you guys, especially being right there on that street for when, uh, you know, they have the night markets and, and things like that. You know, you guys can, who knows, sky's the limit. I mean, you can open the doors and let people listen or you guys can. Now, do you guys have, um, uh, what do we want to call it, performances? Do you guys put together performances? So we do. Of... We're having a recital in April. Okay. Um, we're actually going to do that in Murraysville just because of the number of students that we have. We can't accommodate them all in our building. Mm-hmm. Um, but we would love to be able to utilize some of the churches in the area and, and do performances there. Um, we've actually talked about using our back parking lot as having some outdoor uh, concerts this summer. Yeah. You know, where, where our students can develop their skill of performing live. Um, because that is very, very different, right? And it's very different to just sure learn, learn music in a studio versus playing live for an audience. Um, yeah. And that's part of the skill set that we want to, to use to develop people. And we're also working on, uh, for the upcoming concert here, is having students play with other students and also maybe having some of the uh, instructors involved. Uh, you can always have a piano recital and people play, but you got somebody that's new on the guitar. It's kind of hard to have him go up and play a solo on the guitar. Oh yeah. So yeah. Uh, we're trying to we're trying to blend that in. We don't know how that's going to go, but like I said, one of our goals is to get students playing with music each other. With each other. Yeah. Playing. Right. And that's important. I mean, that was a big part of my childhood. I was also in some bands throughout my oh, life nice. and things, and so that's why. Well, what do you play? I play guitar. Nice. So it uh, I. I really didn't learn, I didn't take lessons. I didn't uh, learn how to like play music or read music or anything like that. I was just kind of, uh, you know, learned by my ear and things. And I would like listen to something 11 billion times and I would just find, you know, find the notes and stuff. And then, but um, me too. I mean, like I went, I was in bands and stuff and uh, with some guys around here and, uh, you know, we played for a long time. We played with other local bands. We toured a little while. Nice. Um, did we just went to go sign like a, a nice record contract and did our, our CD and all of that stuff. And then some of the guys in the band got uh, got a little scared and they were in college and it was like, yo, I don't think I can do this. I don't. So ultimately we ended up breaking our deal, which oh, sucked real bad because I got yelled at. <laughs> But um, it was cool. We ended up with a CD nice. of, like, the stuff that we did. And, uh, you know, we all still hang out and stuff. But the one thing that uh, really kind of stuck out was just I don't think that any one of the guys in the band really uh, took lessons or anything yeah. like that. And, you know, it wasn't uh, – it was kind of more for fun. Sure. That's kind of what we did. And, you know, it was, it was a good time because I think, you know, kids our age, we were kind of young. Um we could have been out doing some pretty terrible, terrible stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Just being bad kids or whatever. And uh, that's how we chose to spend our, our free time. And, you know, we would practice five nights a week, something like that. I'm sure my neighbors hated us, but they were all right with but it. they kept you out of trouble. That's right. And right. they were they were cool with it. They were just right. like, you know what? You guys are doing good over there. We hear you progressing and things. So it was really neat. I think for kids to learn how to play with other kids yeah. and – Maybe start a garage band. Absolutely. All great things start in a garage. Am I, I right? Do. Right. <laughs> that is true. 
That's so cool. So what kind of band were you in? What kind of garage band were you in? Well, we started off, we started playing for private parties and uh, clubs, hunting clubs and this and that. And then we got into weddings uh, and eventually uh, uh, as we went on, like we started playing clubs and uh, like I said, sometimes it'd be three to five nights a week. Yeah. And so uh, by the time I hit my second year in college, uh, it was like, I, I can't do this any longer. Yep. But uh yeah, we, we used to do it all. We were our own roadies and everything. We would build <laughs> yeah. trucks. And, uh, um, the lounges were great because you could go in, set up, and you could go the, the following nights and then just come in and play. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you played for a wedding, it was a, all, it was a longer set deal. up, tear down. But the, but the hours yeah. were generally shorter. The, the, the lounges usually went 10 to 2. Oh, yeah. And, Late uh, night shows. Uh, those, those could be tough. Yeah. I mean, back in my day, like if we were playing the the nighttime spots, like down in the south side or something, they'd give us a little bit of money, but then they'd say, "You guys have free reign on the bar, go for it." So that's kind of how we'd get paid, which was like, okay, well that's cool, but who the hell's going to drive us home? (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it was fun, and music was a big part of my life. It still is. Um, Almost same deal. I mean, I got into after the band broke up, I got into you know more photography and video uh got myself a girlfriend and like just music kind of fell by the wayside you know none of us were really playing together anymore and uh so I really didn't touch a guitar for the longest time and then um just this last summer we went to go see John Mayer who I've just been obsessed with since I ever found out who he was and uh that night we got home from the concert I was laying in bed and I was like you know what buying myself a guitar <laughs> so i went got myself a guitar and i just chip away at it nice. here and there whenever yeah, i'm sitting awesome. up in my studio editing videos i'll pull it out and you know just Good. try and Good learn yeah. relearn all the it's stuff like riding a bike yeah i mean like you do get into it like i noticed that uh you know strumming for some people is not very easy yeah. like catching a strumming pattern yeah, for yeah, some yeah. people just really isn't easy <laughs> that came back instantaneous like it never left and i was just like oh thank god for that because i didn't want to sit there and like be like oh my god i used to do this so well what what's happening and uh yeah so it was good i was real excited to uh you know just kind of get back into it and it's really exciting i think that you know you guys are providing that that feeling for you know youth around here and absolutely yeah yeah, we, you know, we like to see our students get really excited about music, right? Nobody wants to come in and just be like, oh, it's my boring piano lesson, you know. We try to make it fun, try to teach them, th- you know, things about music, but then apply it to music that they like. So we let students pick songs that they want to do, um, supplement it with, you know, other stuff with their learning scales and chords and music theory, but we want to make it relevant to them, you know. So yeah. give them free reign for their, for their recitals and... Um, put some bands together, put siblings together. We have some siblings that play guitar. You know, one plays guitar, one plays the piano. And so let's put them together and have them work together and start learning what it's like to work on a team. Yeah. Right? And do a little bit of team building with one another. And produce the next Jonas Brothers. Absolutely. <laughs> that would be awesome. 
And we also right. have some very good instructors too that have a lot of good experience. We have phenomenal too. instructors. Are they like are they local or are they you know kind of spread out? They're kind of the spread area? out. They're kind of spread out. But um, we have our saxophone instructor is phenomenal. Um, graduated from Penn State with a degree in music. He's pursuing his master's degree at Duquesne. Uh, our guitar instructor graduated from uh, Cal State. Wow. Degree in music production. Um, so our trumpet player is phenomenal. He studied at Berkeley School of Music. Um, so really, really good, good instructors. Yeah. Um, That's really neat. I mean, so you with your engineering background, you probably are very meticulous and, and business oriented anyway. But then you went ahead and you have a degree in project management also? Yeah, I have a master's certificate in project management. Which is probably what is really, really helping the business keep organized. We're trying. And, right? I mean, yeah. business is a it's a whole different animal. I mean, once you once you start It is a whole different you can't animal. Stop. Yeah. You know, you have to keep running with it. It's pretty awesome. So would you say that your project management degree, you know, how does that help you, I guess, in the day to day? So I guess what I would say is it probably helps me compartmentalize uh, from the creative side to the, hey, we have to keep the business running. So we have mm-hmm. to continue to look, you know, three months ahead, six months ahead. What are the programs that we're going to offer? What type of shows are we going to have? We're bringing in some uh, art exhibits. And how often do we want to do these? And how many people do we need to have to keep the business going? And how, you know, how often do we have to have a workshop? And um, designing those workshops and um, building the really team building workshops too. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Putting together some other projects to do long term. That's really neat. So would you guys uh, like? Would you guys like think about having like a showcase of just maybe the instructors and things, or yeah. do you guys? Yeah. Like something that would really just kind of have the community be like, oh, my gosh, look at these guys. Because they were obsessed with with your uh, your church band, yeah. you know. So, I mean, yeah. that's to see raw talent in the area. I mean, that's just that's that phenomenal cool. for right. everybody. I think that's one of the things we're going to be targeting for when they have the street fair in Greensburg. We will probably have them outside, the, the instructors out playing. Yeah, yeah, putting a band together for, for Music Fest. Yeah. Right, 2020, if there's such a thing yet. Uh, uh, there has to be. There will be. There yeah, I'm sure there be. will be. Yeah. So. Um, so I used to live in Lancaster, and I know that, you know, they do some really awesome community-focused things, like, you know, every Friday of the month or whatever. Um, I think it was every third Friday of the month, they had a thing called Music Friday. And all musicians, it didn't matter who you were, if you were worked for a company or if you were just some guy that played bass, you could sit on the corner of the street. I mean, now Lancaster is a big place, so it was a big area. Yeah, lots of corners. But uh, it was was so neat because they would come out and, you know, they'd just sit there and they'd play and then people in the community would get to walk around and, you know, kind of find out who these people are and all kinds of things. So I see that, you know, with the Greensburg events down there on the street. I mean, you guys could have... Have your people have out there playing at the night market, kind of hanging out, Absolutely. having fun, playing. Absolutely. Yeah, that's pretty neat. So when you have the kids like pick the music that they want to play, do they ever come to you with like some just absurd request? Because like music now is mostly just so electronic. And it, yeah, there's a lot. So 
and sometimes the you know like the the student that's been there for three weeks wants to play something like crazy ridiculous hard, right. right? So what I have to do is kind of filter through and say, okay, can I find an easier version of it for you, or can right. I, can I teach you, you know, some maybe we're going to stretch them a little bit faster than they thought they were going to get stretched yeah. um, to teach them some more advanced things. So, yeah, I have to filter kind of through a little bit. But, yeah. uh, but we help them achieve what they want to. That's you good. Know, that's kind of what it's all about. That's awesome. I can imagine. I mean, like me, <laughs> if it was me, I would have walked in like with my guitar first day and been like, I want to learn how to play Eric Johnson. Yeah, right. <laughs> can, yeah. I, can we do this before this I leave? Not, Thanks. Yeah, right, right. yeah. I mean, those are just like, those are the things like back in my day. I just, you know, the internet was kind of like just coming out, being a thing, and I was I was downloading guitar tabs. Right. And printing them out. We went through so much ink, yeah. so much paper. My mom, this literally just happened last year. We cleaned out a filing cabinet in my mom's house, and there were just drawers full to the brim of guitar tabs. Nice. Of just all these songs that, like, you know, I only wanted to learn how to play the really cool part. Yeah. And then I'd be like, all right, I'm done with that song. On to the next. And it was just, uh, it was really funny. I found a lot of like Ozzy Osbourne stuff. <laughs> Eric Johnson, actually, I mentioned that. But uh, yeah, just really cool things. And um, But the cool thing about you guys like teaching them the songs a little bit at a time is that, you know, in, you know, as a difference to how I did it, I only learned like the cool parts, like the chorus or something like that, where you know, these guys are learning a full song. So it's like really neat. You know, they could. And we want them to learn the basics. You know, we want them to learn how to read music. And really I tell my students, my job is to help you be not need me anymore. Yeah. I want you to get to the point where you can pick up any piece of music and you can learn it on your own. That's so cool. Yeah. That would be neat. Yeah. Times have certainly changed. You you talk about fab music. I go further back. We used to, uh, you could never find the sheet music for for a song, and if it was, it was just a piano version only. What's and, the matter with uh, that? Oh, and then you have to take a record, and you have to play. You know, learn, try to learn off a record. You listen to a little. That's bit, what pick, I used to pick do. The needle up, move it oh, back, oh, no, and uh, the listen to it over and over. But uh, and I was I was talking had a discussion with one of our instructors, and I said, "Are you using the books where you used to have to play Red River Valley and all these stupid songs? <laughs> yeah. that, you know, you're really not interested in playing." I said, "What are you doing with your students?" And he's using a lot of tabs, and tabs have really taken over a lot for music. And, you know, I said, well, when the student gets older, I said, how do you migrate? You know, playing tabs is playing tabs. You're looking at a picture and, and playing that. How do you, you get theory mixed into those lessons in regards to, hey, playing a C chord here is the same as playing a C chord up here and up here. Yeah. And he, he does work that in. But... Um, that's usually with the older students, and we do get uh, uh, some. Te- we get some people that do know how to play the instruments coming in and saying, "Hey, I want I want to learn a little bit more. I want to learn a little learn a little bit more about yeah. theory." And we are trying to structure some um, some theory classes that you know little workshops that we'd like to set up where we just go in and teach the fundamentals of music theory. That yeah, I mean, I think that that's you know now later in my life, I think that it's very important. You know, I wish that I would have taken lessons back then uh, when I didn't have anything to do except for, you know, go to a music lesson. And, um, you know, I think that's just like it would have been, I think, easier for me to probably pick back up had I had all of the theory involved Mm. in it and not just so much of the, you know, if I hear it, I can figure it out. But, uh, you know, 
I think the theory is really where it's at. And then that way, you know, you kind of, you know, um, like your scales and your runs and things like that. So that way, you know, if you, if you do hear something and you're just kind of, you know, trying to play along, you could figure out what key you're in and, and just use well, your scales. And to, here's to another example, right? So, so when you're learning a song and you're lear- using guitar tabs or something like that, maybe you're learning to sing it too, but you can't sing in that range. Mm-hmm. So then to learn how to transpose it, right? That's a whole other skill set, right? So that's where your music theory really comes comes into play. And uh, I, I have a great example of a, one of my students. It just plays phenomenally by ear. And he came to me um, on his first lesson, and I said, you know, show me what show me what you can do. He said, I can play a little bit. Played a phenomenal Elton John, your song. Oh my and gosh. I looked at him, and I said, well, what do you need me for? And he said, well, I don't know how to read any of it. Like, it's just all by ear. Yeah. Uh, and so, quite literally, um, he's a high school student, and he was considering going into music full-time. And he said, I know that if I if I go into music in college, I'm going to have to learn how to read it, and I don't know how to do that. So we literally started with classical music, and he's we're literally working through the Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata. Um, he's that good. Wow. Phenomenal. But reading classical music forced him to learn how to read the notes and we work through the we work through the chord structures right because he can already do it by ear now he's relating all that to what he sees on the paper so it's really cool that's really neat i mean that's you know the basics of uh just basically putting a face to a name you know what i mean i mean you can sit there and say like oh yeah i know that but you know do you really know it right so i mean that's really neat At, at some point i mean for as talented as, as the guy sounds, that's, I mean, you got to be pretty happy that oh, he's, yeah, he's working with you right now. Yeah, That's very cool. So do you guys have, you know, many, many other standout students that are just like, whoa, you know, well, we that, think they're all pretty standout yeah, yeah. Um, in their own way. Um, but it's just, you know, the coolest thing for me is just to see kids develop over, over time mm-hmm. and to see them come out of their shell and, um, you know, I've, I've had some students come and, you know, the younger they are, sometimes they're nervous when they come or they're real timid. Um, I have some students that, you know, are just afraid to make a real loud noise. And so they play real softly. Oh, yeah. And so then seeing them come out of their shell and get confidence. Right. So building that confidence in the student to where, you know, they're not afraid to make a noise or make a mistake or, you know, just play it, play it loud. Like, yeah, don't be afraid to make a mistake. We can fix mistakes. Um, but what we want you to do is develop your self-confidence. So we try to foster self-confidence in our students and um, kind of help them stand out each on their own. That's really awesome. I mean, that's just you guys are teaching them a skill and it seems like just basic life lessons. It's life lessons through the arts. It really is. Yeah. That's, that's what we're about. And that's very important, I think, in this this day and age is just, you know, with, uh, you know, video games and the electronics and phones and tablets and computers and all of that stuff. I mean, to be able to pick up an instrument and really kind of know how to play it yeah, and, and things like that. It's, it's well, here's so another important. cool thing that happens, right? So you mentioned video games, but I'll have students come to me and they'll be like, I, I want to play this, this little ditty that's with this video game that I play, you know, and they'll pull it out and play it. And then we'll sit down and yeah. figure out, you know, ear what it is. And then they're like, wow, I can play that. And so it's just kind of cool. That is, that's really neat. I mean, like the skills that they're, that they're acquiring from you guys, you know, in order to do that. And who knows, like once they learn more from you, 
they could go in and learn how to do that. Oh, they're going to. You know, they, there's themselves. no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. So as as I interact with my students and I get to learn a little bit about them, and some are introverted and some are extroverted, and we just kind of see a little bit of their personality um, come through. You could just see the creativity in their minds, and you know that that person is going to go on to to be a film producer, or you know who knows what. It's, yeah, it's just very cool to see that potential, and then see them stepping out toward that potential. That's really neat. Just the, I think that what music and art does for people is just you know it's phenomenal, it, and it really does just kind of take the introvert and turn them into an extrovert, and just you know kind of. Allow them to be people people. Yeah, at least in that persons, in their element, or, right? Whatever yeah. their element is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know that, you know, when I was a kid, I was probably a little bit more quiet, kinda, you know, doing my own thing with the neighbors and things like that. But I think once I really kind of got into a band, that really turned on the social switch in my mind. And I was just like, I wanna meet new people, I wanna like talk to new people. You know, I'd go hang out with guys from other bands and we would just you know, get together and either play, just jam on something if we were bored or, you know, go out to the, go out to the bar and have a beer and just like get to know each other and stuff. And that was just like, I think it was a really eye opening experience that music really kind of provided was that catalyst. Me. Yeah, yeah really cool. was. It's really neat. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, somewhere down the line, music probably prompted me to be okay with this, to, to, you know, have the, I guess the, uh, the guts to, the guts to do to try this, it. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's pretty cool. That's cool. So I like it a lot. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, obviously what you guys are doing are, is, is great for the community. Um, you know, as far as the age range that you guys have coming in, I think that's just like, it's mind blowing. That's so phenomenal to me. I think it's really neat that you guys have like, you know, such young people and such old people. What's the, who's the youngest person that you got there? Um, I think right now our youngest student is about five. The youngest student I've wow. ever taken on was um, just under four years old. So like three and a half was the youngest student that I took on. And she's still a current student of mine. Wow. Um, she's, she is uh, nine years old now. And uh, she's phenomenal. That, that's awesome. That's so cool. So do these, do these kids, like, does it start with, like, you know, them taking music lessons in school and they're just kind of like, oh, that piqued my interest. I want to kind of get a little yeah, more Yeah, sometimes. Uh, like for me, it was, we had a piano in our in our house and I would just, I would just go up and play and I would make up little little songs. Yeah. And uh, so my mom was like, hey, I want to get her some music lessons. And that's how Abby started. Um, with others, it's their parents says, hey, I think they should learn music, right? And and so then it, it kind of starts that way, and then they start to realize what they can do with music, and so then they want to do more. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So what are, like, uh, we heard all the all the great stuff, so what are, like, some of the challenges that you guys face practice. in this business? Practicing? Practice, encouraging your students to practice regularly. Yeah. I mean, as you know, everybody's life is busy, and mm -hmm. kids are pulled in a million different directions, and so um, having them develop that self-discipline of practice that they're responsible for is... Uh, it's not always easy. Yeah. I mean, and I can speak to that personally. I think when I was younger, when I started to learn and I started to progress, I saw myself attaining goals. And I didn't yeah. know what that meant when yeah, I was right, young, right. but I was like, oh my gosh, I can play this song now, or I can play a piece of this song. So that prompted me to sit upstairs for hours yeah. and just play. I mean, it wasn't anything for me to take a Saturday and play probably six or seven hours that day. Now, 
my kid, he he takes guitar lessons. He's just very uh, new to it all. But we're trying to, you know, instill in him like, hey, this is practice. I mean, when you're not there on Monday, you need to be putting in at least, you know, an hour a a day to like, you know, really practice. And it's the video games and things like that. They're just really like, hey, did you play your guitar? Oh, I'll get there. I'll get there. And it's like, yeah, start doing it. Do it now. Well, I I sometimes tell my students, you did really well with that. Imagine how how well you do if you actually practiced it every day. Right. That'd be awesome. I mean, like when you were learning and things, like both of you guys, how how often did you guys practice? I didn't practice much at all. I I, To be honest with you, I didn't practice much at all until... Uh, I got together with in in the in the band, into a, yeah. yeah, and then every everything changed. Then I practiced because I, I think a lot of um, a lot of it leads to teaming. I mean, to I played in quite a few bands, and um, you have to be you have to be a good team. You have to know what each other is going, doing at all times, and you got to have faith in them. Um, my, I, I told you I play guitar, but my true, my, my interest of, of instrument of glory that I like to play is bass and that's hard to practice. Yeah. You know, I can put a record on and play against the record, but, uh, playing the bass, um, I almost need a band to, right. to, to yeah. practice, but the, you're the backbone. So uh, it's, and, and that's it's the whole, tough. that's a whole other thing behind the bass is, People think, okay, I can pick up and I can play the notes of the bass and I'm a bass player. But that's just the beginning of being a bass player. A bass right. player is the rock of of the band. He mm-hmm. holds the drummer and and I enjoy that so much with, with the groups that I've played in. And um, it, it's been fun. You get together with, I've even, my cousin had a polka band and on occasion I'd go playing his polka band. I that's just, fun. <laughs> he'd say what key we're playing in and not way we'd go and yeah it's it's great you get to get to know yeah like i said you can do a lot of teaming and yeah. trust well and that's really the next level that we want to take this to right so we we want to do individual lessons we want to keep doing that kind of stuff but we do want to take our students and put them together into bands and mm-hmm. have them learn how to work with one another right yeah so that's another life skill it sure that is, is yeah. really important is to learn how to work with other people um doing similar but different things right yeah so, uh um, we want, we're looking forward to the opportunity to put some of our, our individuals together in bands. Yeah. I mean, it's very important. Like we said, I mean, just to, you know, I, I practiced because, you know, I'm very, uh, result oriented. So when I, I feel like yeah. I'm doing something and yeah. I'm getting the result, I'm like, Oh man, then I'm on it. And how much and, you know, better does that make you feel about yourself? Right. And, so that's yeah. all part of like teaching yeah. kids. It feels great. To get that satisfaction of, yeah, we put a little bit of work into it and look at the results that Mm -hmm. you can achieve. I mean, and, you know, like you were saying, Dan, with, you know, playing by yourself with the bass and stuff. I mean, yes, that's definitely going to be tough. You could play to a track or something like you said. But, you know, to put two people together, you know, not just kids, but to put two people together uh, and one might play guitar, one might play bass, one might play piano, one might play bass, drums, uh, anything, you know, you could really... That that's almost enough. If you guys, you know, your timing is on you get and everything's started, right. good, and you're playing something that kind of sounds good. That's enough. That's well, enough even, to get somebody it, some serious motivation. They do. And so, it, just this week during lessons, I had a, a relatively new student um, do a duet with me for the first time. So, two people playing the piano. 
um, they played their part. And then to hear someone else playing another part and not get distracted doing what you're doing, you have to learn to listen to the other person to make sure that you guys are, you know, on track with the timing and the tempo. Uh, But when we did it well, and she was lit. She was like, wow, that was awesome. Let's do it again. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, okay, that's that's when you're making a difference. Yeah. I that's mean, that's when, when that cool. switch clicks. Yes. It's like, oh, and, man. And I'm honestly, crazy. it's it's that click that yeah. we're looking for in each of our students. We're looking for what is it that makes it click for that particular student? Yeah. How can I help them develop to that point? Yeah, it's it's that's so cool. neat. I think, how many, how many bands were you in, Dan? Oh, I've seen quite a few. Yeah, I've been yeah. in quite a few, too. Uh, quite a yeah. few. I, the last band I was in, I was actually in a Christian band. and uh, We went and uh, did a CD. And local. These are these are local people. Uh, I think most of them now are preachers, yeah. all except for me. Um, but um, Give it time, Dan. Give it time. Yeah. <laughs> Retirement is coming up, he said. But uh, they were great, and we had, we had a good time. But there was, there was, there was many bands, and, and I think you get that. And, and most recently, uh, I've got to know some people in the area that uh, once every three months or six months, we'll get together and we'll go down to, we'll go into a bar, some some bar and say, hey, that we know, and say, yeah. hey, can we come in and play a few hours on Saturday night? Oh, yeah, come on in. Oh, that's awesome. And we just get together and it's, uh, you know, somebody will say, hey, we're going to play Silver, Blue, and Gold. And it's like, all right, what key is that in? And, and to get guys together. You know, we're not all that terrific. And it, it goes against my grain because when I play, I really like to be tight. I like to have a band that yeah. really knows where it's rolling. And I had that in the, in the Christian band where we would, did the recording. But um, it's also great just to get together with guys. You make mistakes, you make mistakes. Yeah. Um, you're just making music and, yeah. and having fun. And that's what it's all about. That is cool. Have you ever run into like a bar or something that has kind of like a... So it's like an open mic for like mm-hmm. bands. Oh, yeah. We have one of like our Spiels, I think. Oh, actually, that. actually, one of our teachers uh, hosts out there. Oh, and, really? And it's it's truly amazing to see some of those people that that come out there and play. And a lot of local yeah. talent. A lot of local yeah. talent, yeah. and it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's so cool, and that's what I think. You know, to to put these two things together, like to be in a spot like that where you could say to somebody, "Oh, yeah, let's let's try that." What key is it in? And then, you know, teaching these kids early, you know, that this is possible and things. I mean, that's just, that's, yeah, that's cool. phenomenal. It gives them that's something to, to look forward to. How many bands were you in? Oh, I was in quite a few over the years. Did you play piano in every band? Oh, uh, I did. That's awesome. Yeah. What kind of bands? Um, mostly like 80s hair band, rock. Oh, man. Rock, rock and roll bands, yeah. You guys should have submitted. And of course, something. now I now I play more in worship bands. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, I even lived through the disco era too. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a little older than I am. Eighties hair metal was my thing. Yeah, mine very too. much my thing. Mine too. The so uh, cool. DVE actually just had a, a competition for like a ballad, like Pittsburgh ballads. Yes, and uh, that's I think the competition ends today. But that would have been awesome. That would have been awesome for you guys to put something together. <laughs> I heard a pretty good one today from a, f- a friend of a friend, and uh, it's pretty good. It's about Sally Wiggin. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. It is one of the coolest things. That's I'll play cool. it for you guys after the show. That's awesome. Yeah. Love to hear it. Yeah. I think just like, you know, and then I, it sounds almost like I'm kind of crapping on technology, but at the same time, like the kids being able to play this stuff and have access to right. computers or even phones to like right. kind of record their stuff on. 
Well, I tell, you know, I have this one student, he's got so much music in his head. Like, he's mm-hmm. just very, very creative. And I tell him all the time, record. Like, he'll sit down and just play a little ditty. And I'll know he's been working on it because he'll come in, and before we do anything else in his lesson, he'll sit down and play. And I'm like, you, you do have that recorded, right? Like, you got to get it recorded because yeah. then we're going to learn how to write it. Like, I'll teach you the music theory. I'll teach you how to write it out. But you got to record it. So, yeah, that's cool. It really is neat. And I think that, you know, a lot of people are now able to do these one person acts because of technology. Right. And, you know, they can play the bass, they can play the drums, they can play the guitar and or piano and, and, and sing. You know, yeah. I know one guy uh, in particular, he is in a band or was in a band called Emerson J. His name is Jared. This guy is like savant level like musician he's he's crazy and he's into like electronic music so he like kind of lays down these beats that are you know electronic beats mm-hmm. he'll do snaps claps breaths things like that and he'll make beats out of that stuff and then you know he sings over it plays guitar over Fun. it yeah. it's like some of the coolest stuff they headlined the pickle fest uh, oh, a couple years ago nice yeah and I just walked up, you know, and I didn't realize I actually used to, I worked with him. Ah. I was listening to his music in a studio while I was setting up for a video and some guy came in and he goes, hey, you know, that's Jared's band. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was like, I was like fanboy. Like yeah. I talked to him every day. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, this guy's like celebrity status mm-hmm. to me. Cool. But uh, we went to Pickle Fest and you know, we're like looking around and there weren't many people like they were just getting set up. They got into one song. I turned around and there were probably 2,000 people that, down the Roberto Clemente Bridge. That's like, awesome. I was like, oh my God, look how packed this is. And, you know, that's just a thing. That's what music does, man. Music yeah. brings everyone together. Like, you go to a bar, music. Music. Everyone's having fun, music. You know, it's, it's just such a, an important thing to everybody, you know, whether they know it or not. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we we love music, we love anything to do with creativity, and uh, so we're doing some art things. We yeah. have a, we're doing the pore painting. We have a pore painting class every month. Um, so acrylic pore painting is kind of cool. You just mix up paint and you pour it and you make a masterpiece. Yeah, and, that's uh, really so neat. So we're doing that, and we have an upcoming uh, art exhibit. So a good friend of ours is going to exhibit his art in our studio on April 2nd. So we're pretty excited about that. So we're kind of expanding into some other areas of creativity. Yeah. And that's really cool because, I mean, you will run into kids that, you know, they might not be able to develop the, the, the timing, the strumming right. patterns, the music side of it. But, you know, creativity is for everyone. Right. Absolutely. It's for everybody. And, you know, if you're... You know, a little kid that makes up a story and tells your mom like, oh, so-and-so, like, blah, 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 this is that. You're being creative. You're, you're, you're storytelling. Yeah. Like, right off the absolutely. bat. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, speaking of that, we had a creative writing class last month. It was oh, our, cool. The first, the first workshop of that type that we did. Um, and I was surprised at the response that we got. And the people that came said, yeah, you should do more of this. So we're going to be doing more of that. Um, doing maybe getting into doing some self-publishing through the studio. Oh, wow. Uh, That'd be really neat. the works that are created in the studio. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, that would be real neat. I mean, that's the thing about creativity is just you have to be creative in everything you do. Anything can be creative. Right. You know, it just depends on how you put your own spin on it, you know? Well, creativity is one of those things, too. The more you use it, the more you get. 
Absolutely. You know, you don't use up your creativity. The more you start to do creative things, the more ideas that you have and things just explode. Yeah. So it's pretty exciting. So let me ask you this, talking about the creative thing, uh, were you guys kind of, well, you're still, you're still an engineer at this point, but you know, were you excited to kind of get out of that world and, and really kind of dive into the creative world? I am so excited about it. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have. He has to settle me down every once in a while. I have ideas that are just exploding. And no. so just relax Talk. a little bit. <laughs> that's, what, that's, what, that's like what this show is all about. Oh, that's man. awesome. Yeah. You don't even know half of them because I haven't even shared them all with you yet, but just wait. I would have to say, I think engineering probably led more to our creativity because I think to be an engineer, you got to be creative. Absolutely. I agree. And I'm amazed at the number of engineers that I've worked with or managed that uh, were great musicians. That are musicians. Absolutely. Um, I think we get a large large pool of musicians that probably have an engineering background. Yeah. It's part of the create creativity. Yeah. There was a guy, uh, he was in, I think, one of my first couple bands. Uh, he's an engineer now. He went to engineering um, at Pitt. And, nice. yep, he uh phenomenal bass player. Um, he's really good at guitar. Uh, he just, he has the mindset to really just kind of get in there and learn and do things on a whole different level. Because he's an engineer, or because yeah. he's that type of a person, yeah. um, he played in a band down in Pittsburgh with a bunch of the most technical in- uh, musicians I've ever known. Uh, these guys, it, it was kind of a uh, kind of a new thing type of music. There weren't lyrics; it was all just music, and it was like the things that they were doing were so technical that. You didn't need lyrics because it was just so impressive to listen to each one of these guys do their thing. And it was just, it was phenomenal. And like you said, he's, he's an engineer. So yeah, yeah I think there's a lot of creativity there. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's so wild to see, uh, you know, it's a small world. I mean, like you guys, engineers are both musicians. I know a guy, same deal, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's really neat to see kind of the different musical, I guess abilities between two, like maybe just like you know your your creative person who might just sit there and figure it out by themselves, and then you know you guys more of kind of like an analytical mind type of thing that can that can really dive deep and then take that creativity to a whole new level. Yeah, that's cool. That's what we're all about. That's right. That's awesome. So I guess you know. Being in Greensburg and things like that, do you guys do you guys have many clients? I guess coming from other areas. Uh, so we do. We're pretty we central here. Do. we're pretty central here. We have some uh, students from the Latrobe area, some from Youngwood, um, some actually come over from Delmont. Oh wow, good. Um, so Irwin, kind of you know all around. Yeah, it's it's good. That's like Greensburg's kind of like a, a very central location. I mean, we're it's, like it's a wonderful location. You know, we're thrilled to be here. Yeah, it's it's so much fun, and I think you guys got in here at the right time. I mean, you were like, you were right here, right at the beginning of this whole like oh, it's going to explode. Thing. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. It's so much fun. I mean, like now you've got you've got stores down there. You've oh, got yeah. the brewery down there. Uh, restaurants popping up left and right. Um, a co working space. Just yeah. right around the corner from right. you guys. Right, it's awesome. 
it's so it's fantastic. fun just to walk down the street, mm-hmm. right, and see and see the changes that have happened. Honestly, since we've since we moved yeah. in, there's yeah. all kind of things that have changed in the last year. Yeah, I think the presence of the college too, and the college oh, students have added a lot too, and it's yeah. brought more people into into the city. It's just it's remarkable. I'm I'm still amazed that uh, you know I mean, I'm, I'm part of a business that owns a building down in the historic district on Second yeah. Avenue. It's yeah, just it's great. Yeah, it's really neat. I mean, I've had people on the show here that have talked about you know either they went to Seton Hill or new people that went to Seton Hill. And, uh, you know, they said not too long ago, the kids would really stay up there on the hill Mm. and they wouldn't come down here because, you know, they felt as though they weren't really kind of welcome down here. It was just kind of like a... uh, Love college students. Right? I mean, they're the best. They're always out to have fun. Yeah. uh, You know, and and get into some things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, talk about finding yourself, right? right that's, yeah. yeah. That's when a lot of that happens. Yeah. And I, I really enjoy seeing like a lot of the kids now down here, walking around, experiencing different things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's, it's just so neat to see this area busy. Yes. Yeah. You know, I mean, you walk through uh, like Latrobe, for instance, at five o'clock, you could literally be the only person on, on, all of Ligonier Street. You could be the only person. And it's just so wild to me that, you know, Greensburg was kind of like that whenever I first moved here. Mm-hmm. And now it's just, there's people everywhere. Yeah. It is so cool to see other people out and walking around and all of that stuff. And I mean, I don't know. I think well, it, we're really grateful for that because we've actually had some students that became our students just because they walked past the building. And they yeah. said, oh, what do you guys do? And they stopped in and they gave us a call, sent us an email. And, yep, they're our student now Yeah, because they were walking down the road. So it's, that's very cool. It's really neat. I, can you guys actually just kind of uh, tell us, tell everybody what the name is? Yeah, so our name is 12th Octave. Oh, what it's all about. Okay, so the number 12 is really um, significant in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And, uh, um, you know, I have a very deep faith, and my relationship with God kind of drives everything that I do. So um, when it came time to name the business that I started, uh, I really wanted it to be significant. And so really the number 12 really talks about God's, uh, authority in my life and so we run that business it's it's not a it's not a uh, church it's not a you know christian organization per se but we run that business with christian principles mm-hmm. and so you know we, we just want to instill um good christian biblical principles in in everything that we do and we want to reflect that well yeah so and then octave right is very cool and the octave is an interval between two notes mm-hmm. um one with twice the, the frequency of vibration of the other, right? So for us, it represents the gap between where you can be, where you are, and where you can be if you develop, right? Yeah. Whatever that is. So it all comes back to our principle is to develop people and to be the very best that they can be. So yeah. that's where the 12th octave came from. The one thing that I, I really enjoyed reading on the bio on the website was just that you know, you're very focused on leaving things in a better, in better condition yeah. than when you found them. Yeah. And I think that that's really cool. Uh, you know, that applies to, to just everything. I think that that's very important in this, uh, you know, this day and age. 
think it's really neat that, uh, you know, you're trying to help and teach kids and, or, well, people, just people, people. as a, as a, as Everybody, a whole, a right. community. It's life lessons, right? Yeah. And it's just, uh, that's really neat. When, I guess, did you finally, I guess, feel very comfortable to say like, you know what, I'm doing this. I'm making this jump. I, I wanted to get in, I wanted to get back into that creative thing because that's, there's a lot of people that have been on the show and that's, it's a hot topic, yeah. especially now. I mean, I did the same thing. I was, a, I was a video director at a giant company down in Pittsburgh for, you know, uh, four years, five years. And it was a very cushy job. It paid yeah. well. Yeah. I got to travel all the time. Uh, it was just awesome. But it just became so routine yeah. that I was just like, ugh, this is a job. This is like, I'm, I wasn't chained to a desk at all whatsoever, but it felt like I was yeah. because it just like, it had its rules and it had things that I needed to do and it just, it was terrible. So I had to make that jump myself. Yeah. The truth be told, that jump is terrifying. It is. Uh, I'm still terrified. <laughs> um, you know, as Dan mentioned, this this is a dream of mine that really started probably 10 or 12 years ago. Um, and, you know, at the time, I thought, oh, wouldn't it be cool if someday? And I thought, oh, that'll never happen, you know. And I just, as time went on, I just kept thinking about it and dreaming about it. And then I started teaching piano lessons in my home and, and before long, my home studio exploded, and I had 27 students, and I thought, whoa. Oh, like, whoa, like, you know, at night, right? Five Holy nights a week. Crap. You know, I 27. started, 27, I started with one night a week. Okay, I'll only teach one night a week, right? And I'm, you know, it's an interruption to my family, and yeah. like, they can't do anything while I'm teaching, and uh, okay, well, I expanded to two nights a week. All right, but no more than two nights a week, right? Well, next thing I know, it's literally five nights a week. Um, that I teach. And so um, that jump really happened when we walked in that building. Yeah. Um, and then we thought, wow, I mean, that's that's a pretty significant jump to say, yeah, you know, the first jump was in 2018 when I incorporated, but that was still in my home, right? Yeah. So that was still, I was still safe, right? You felt if, safe. From uh, losing business is okay, but like to, to actually jump in and buy the building and, and make that investment I'm in, right? Both feet, yep. like it's sink or swim time. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I'm still a little bit terrified. Yeah. But honest to God, I think that that is when people start to take you more serious. Well, you do, yeah. And you yourself, you start to take yourself more serious. And like you said, you're in. This you're is both it. feet in. Right? This is it. We're going to make it work. You know, right? I mean. Failure's not an option. So. It's not at all. You wake up every single day being responsible yeah. for everything. Yeah. You know, there's not some guy or some lady down in payroll like, hey, it's every other Friday. Here's your check. Right. No, we got to no. make it happen. You got to make it happen we gotta every make it single happen. day. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It it's, is. A, it's a whole new, it's a whole new ball game. It really uh, is. But I'll tell you that jump, I think sometimes in life, um, it is that step of faith, right? And it does require faith to do things in life. And sometimes when you're willing to take mm -hmm. that step of faith, then you see things start to happen. And that's when God can really bless you because you've stepped out of your comfort zone. Yeah. It's easy to stay in your comfort zone. It's hard to take that initial step. Absolutely. Once you're out, man, you're out. That's what I tell everybody. The feeling of being uncomfortable is one of the most fantastic things on the planet. It's, it's very un uncomfortable to it's, feel it's uncomfortable. Terrifying. It's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. But, but motivating nonetheless. Right. right. And like I said earlier, I'm a results-oriented uh, person. Like when I see 
you know, something happening, yeah. I'm like, this is good. That's motivating to me. No, and it's, it's cool. Just like, it, and I've seen that happen, right? So as, as we start to fill up the studio, right? Well, Mondays are pretty busy in our studio. We have, you know, over the course of the night, there's four different instructors and uh, almost all of our studio rooms are busy for the whole night. And, you know, but Wednesday, we didn't have anybody. Well, now we have students on Wednesday, you know, so we, then we started to fill Tuesday up. We've, you know, just filling up different nights of the week. And as we see that start to fill up, I'm like, yes, we're using the rooms. That's yeah. important. Right. Same with our paint classes. Right. We offered a few paint classes and, you know, hey, a friend called and said at the last minute, can two more people come? Absolutely. Right. Fill up those paint classes. Yeah. When we see that start to fill up, we're like, yes, that's that's success. That's good. That's awesome. I mean, that's that's growth. And that is that's got to feel great. It does. That's absolutely. That's got to just be excellent. You know, so we're, we're looking to fill up every single studio room seven days a week. Yeah, we could do it. That'd so what awesome. are your hours now? So we're by appointment, okay. right? So it really depends on what works for the student, what works for the instructors. Um, you know, most of the time we find because of school and stuff, evening hours are, are what people are looking for. Yeah. Um, there are homeschool kids um, that do come for lessons. Uh, we do have some instructors who are available during the day, uh, even for our retired population. Um, but really, it's by appointment. So whatever whatever works for the student and whatever works for instructors, we're willing to do it. Very cool. Yeah, you guys seem super accommodating. And I mean, the fact that you're doing this and really, really just teaching like the, the kids and the, and the community as a whole, just, you know, very important lesson in life, you know, learning these skills and things. I think it's something that you know, everybody should should do is someday is pick up an instrument and just and try it out. Absolutely, I agree. I mean, it's 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 so gratifying to like play something. I mean, like I, I mentioned my kid earlier. I mean, he he learned Ode to Joy, and you know he's sitting there like looking at his little sheet music and stuff. And I said, "Well, how many times have you played that?" And he was like, "Oh my gosh, like a hundred. And I was like, "Cool." I took a sheet music, it flipped it over, and I was like, "Play it." And then he sat there and was like, remember, and it took him a little bit, but maybe like a it. minute to get through it. And then he started playing it. And now he, he just have whips to look it out music. and yeah, he has absolutely. fun. And it's absolutely. so cool. And like that's, and that's exactly right. That's when it becomes fun. That's yeah. when it becomes not a chore. And then, and you see that spark in their eye. They're like, look at, right. He was probably excited that he could do oh, that. Yeah. It was, it was so funny. We were like, you know, he, he gave me the guitar and I was sitting there tuning it for him. And uh, I just, I ripped out Ode to Joy just real quick. And he was like, how did you know that? And I was like, because I know what it it sounds like. I know what it sounds like. And uh, my gosh, I think I learned Ode to Joy back in my first music class in like, you know, third grade or fourth grade or something. So it was just, uh, you don't ever forget that stuff. Like you said, it's 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 like riding a bike. bike. It is. You really can. And I think that that's what I appreciate the most is that that, uh, the ability to hear something and then replicate it yeah. is is still there. That stayed yeah. there. Um, rustiness. Oh my! Did I have to knock the dust off? <laughs> and I'm still doing that. But uh, you know, I just have so much fun playing. Yeah, and that's good. Yeah, well, that's what it's, it's all about. It's a release, it's right? It's, it's oh, creative outlet. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh! I mean, like you know, being a owning a video company and doing photography and things like that. I mean, I'm creative all day, every day, but. To sit down like while like a video is rendering or something, I got like 
45 minutes to just like chill out. I'll grab the guitar and just sit there and play something. And before you know it, my render's over and I'm like, oh man, I don't want to stop playing. So, (laughs) you know, I got to like stop, do my work and then jump back on the guitar and stuff. It's just, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I think that, you know, what you guys are providing the community is just like beyond awesome. And I really hope to see you guys doing, you know, any kind of, Thing you can uh, as far as like promotion out on the streets with yeah that's all the events idea. coming up and stuff and we're in you know anything like that yeah. so why don't you tell everybody where they can find you guys and uh we'll call this one done yeah so we are on south pennsylvania avenue in greensburg uh at 217 uh, you can find our Facebook page. We have a Facebook page called The Twelfth Octave. Uh, or you can find us, our web address is www.12thoctave.com. Nice. I'm glad that you did that because I was going to do that. <laughs> I was going to be like, okay, so it's The Twelfth Octave, 12thoctave.com. Yes, very awesome. I'm glad you did that. All right. Thank you guys so Thanks much for, for being in. Thanks for having us today. Thank you for having us down. Today. Absolutely. All right, there they go. Sharon and Dan of the 12th Octave, thank you guys so much for coming in and telling us all a little bit about what you guys are doing down there to help foster the creativity of our community. Be sure to check them out on all of the social media channels at the 12th Octave, and you can visit them at their website. That's www.12thoctave.com. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. Toodaloo.